Better and Longer with the Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the Fitness Show. Today, we're going to talk about a bunch of odd stuff. It's an odd stuff kind of day. In fact, I think I dug myself in a little hole this morning. Uh, so I was in Minneapolis yesterday. In fact, I <laughs> ouch, I woke up at 4 a.m. yesterday here in Gainesville, Florida. I got on a plane, flew to Minneapolis for some meetings, and um, fortunately they were short meetings. But then I got up at 3.30 this morning to fly home, so it's been a very long 30-something hours, but uh, thank goodness for air travel because it allows us to get face-to-face with people we need to get face-to-face with when it matters. But I'm going to start, before I go into your the hole I dug myself, I'm going to tell you that Last night, my hotel was directly across from the Mall of America, and not something I'd ever thought, gee, I wish I could go there, but my hotel was directly across from the Mall of America, and I had some free time, so I thought, eh, might as well go check it out, and it was dizzying. It's massive. It's four stories high, and in the middle of it is a full-blown theme park. It's roller coasters and big swings. And all I took from the place was that it was so loud and busy and dizzying. It's just dizzying. That's the only word I could come up with because there was so much that was in your face and there's so many moving parts. And you know how you walk into a mall and everything is very static other than the people walking around. This mall is not static. There's a lot of moving things and you'll walk to the end of one corridor and there's a courtyard with a DJ and people dancing and swinging around and wow, it was very impressive, very big, lots of options. All I can think about yesterday is I have two kids and they're going back to school and we've done some school shopping and you know what? When I go into a mall, it tends to make me tired. I'll be on store number three with my kids thinking, oh my gosh, I need a nap. So there's something about a mall that is very tiring to me. But I was in this mall thinking how sad I felt for the local moms <laughs> because if they had to go deal with that every time they tried to buy their kids some shoes, holy cow, that might be stressful. But it was definitely a beast. You know, it was the Mac Daddy of all malls. And I can imagine, especially if I had young kids, it would be a very fun place to be. Very expensive. uh, But it is what it is. If you're going up there and you're going to vacation and you're making the mall a part of your vacation, well, whoop-de-doo, that was there. And I used incredible discipline because I was kind of hungry and I I really wanted some veggies. I know that makes me sound like a nerd. Probably 90% of the things I say makes me sound like a nerd. But I did. I just was in the mood for some greens. And I had to walk by every type of dessert place on the planet. You think your mall is enticing and tempting? Oh, no. There is every sort. Of, there's a Harry and David's there with the chocolate-covered popcorn. Yikes. I really wanted some, but I didn't get some. 
They had a Nestle cookie place. They had a Build-A-Bear cake shop. Have you ever heard of that? It's not just Build-A-Bear and get your bear, but you can go in there and get some sort of cupcake, lollipop, whatever treat. I avoided going all the way back to the bakery because I didn't want to be enticed, but lots and lots of junk and dessert and deliciousness in there. But we have to use restraint, and even I do. It's funny because people go, you don't need to use restraint. And I think, no, I do, and that's why I get to stay lean is because I use restraint now, whereas 20-something years ago, when I was 40 pounds overweight, I didn't use restraint. So even when you get to your point B, you get to your goal weight and you're happy where you are, you, you have to continue those good habits. That's part of the deal. If you go back to being the person who grabs a fun pretzel and some chocolate-covered popcorn, then you go back to being the person you were. And I don't really want to be her anymore. She was a nice girl, but... She wasn't as fit as the the fits of today is. But anyway, Mall of America, very impressive. I was there probably about an hour. I really just kind of wanted to walk around, check it out. And then I escaped, and I went to Friday's, and I had a really good salad. So how about that? Dressing on the side. But this is where I dug myself in a hole today. So I get to the airport, and uh, I was wearing jeans and a shirt and a windbreaker, and I had sandals on. And remember when people used to dress up for the airport? They used to put on their best, like their Sunday best, or their going out clothes to look sharp at the airport. Well, not many people do that today. (laughs) And if you've been on a plane, you know, people are in, I've seen people in pajamas, and you think, what was going on in your head that you went out in public that way? But the standards are definitely lower. But I try and not be that girl when I go to the airport. I'm certainly not dressed up fancy, but I put on at least casual clothes, right? Casual attire for a casual experience. And because I'm Susie Fitness Professional, I have made a, I hate to use the word resolution, but I did that many years ago. I thought, I can't keep wearing exercise clothes everywhere. You know, uh, the workout pants are for working out, not dining out. Uh, So I specifically get out of my leggings. I get out of my running shorts and my tank tops and my running shoes or my sneakers. I get out of it because I don't want to be that girl. I'm a restaurant. I don't want to go out to dinner in exercise clothes. I don't want to go to a movie in exercise clothes. I know it's comfy and sure it's cute, but I think it's cute for exercise or physical activity. And so I go to the airport wearing um, the sandals and the jeans and so forth, like a, a purely casual outfit. Anyways, I get to Atlanta and I have a two-hour layover and I want to walk down by the plane train. It's 0.8 miles from end to end. And I know this because I do it all the time. So I have my running shoes, hot pink running shoes, in my bag. I have a carry-on that, you know, I was gone for one day. So I had the stuff with me. So I changed from sandals to sneakers. Now, in my mind... Sneakers are for active wear, for exercise clothes, for, yeah, exercise clothes. I can just be pretty generic. And with casual clothes, I wear casual shoes. And when I'm wearing dressy clothes, I wear the dressy shoes. It's pretty simple. The only real conversion I make are my cowboy boots I can wear with a dress because they're kind of nicer. So they make a little conversion. But I don't wear running shoes with a skirt, And I don't wear running shoes with a dress, and I don't wear them with jeans. I don't like that on me. I have these little rules, and whatever. They're rules for me. They're my rules. I also have this rule. Your belt should match your shoes. So if you're wearing brown shoes, you wear the brown belt, not the black belt and the brown shoes. 
that looks goofy to me, but it's my thing. I don't ever look at other people because I don't care what you're wearing, but I care what I wear. So anyways, I get on my little phone and I make a video for my hotties, my hottie body fitness challenge group. And I say, listen, this, and I, you know, I try to demonstrate good behavior. And my good behavior at that moment was getting out of my sandals, putting on running shoes, which I felt dorky in because I was wearing casual clothes, but putting them on and sacrificing ego and fashion. Again, not that I'm Susie fashion, but to me, (laughs) it looks weird to wear running shoes with casual clothes. So I say this and I say, I'm, I don't care what I look like. It's more important that I exercise. And so I posted that and it's interesting the feedback I'm getting along online, which I'm sure many of you listening were part of that conversation. And many people saying, well, I wear jeans and shoes to work all the time. Well, if you're working and you're on your feet and you're active, well, running shoes or sneakers are perfect footwear for your active day. But we're talking about my situation was airport, which is similar to movies or similar to restaurant. Do you wear jeans and sneakers? Now, mind you, lots of people do, especially I'm in the running industry, right? So people wear their, um, not only their running shoes during the race, but then they go to dinner in their jeans and the race shirt and the running shoes. I don't do that. <laughs> it's okay that other people do. So anyways, I was trying to make kind of a joke because I felt dorky and be a good role model that I was prioritizing fitness. But I think some people got their feelings hurt saying, oh, you know, I wear this and it, good, good, wear that. You know, for me, I try and I'm certainly someone who, if I'm going to be walking around, I need comfortable shoes. I've broken the bones in my feet almost 30 times. So my years as a full contact kickboxer really wreaks havoc on my feet. Lots of broken bones. They're, they've healed, but they're still kind of wimpy. I feel like I have wimpy feet. So when I have sandals, I'm not wearing just regular flip-flops. I'm wearing comfort sandals, ones that I've probably spent some decent money on. But I still make sure they're leather, that they match a quote-unquote casual outfit. And I do have the uh, rubbery kind, too, for the pool or the beach or whatever. Um, And then I have some shoes. I actually call them my airport shoes. I bought them. They're from a company called Blowfish. They're maybe $30 shoes, but they look a little bit like Converse, but not. They're khaki, they have a zipper, and whatever. They're they're somewhat stylish. I don't know. They're casual, and they look right with jeans and a shirt, which is often what I'm wearing in the airport. So I've designated some shoes as my airport shoes because I know I can walk with them. Anyways, I did not bring my airport shoes yesterday. I brought flats and (laughs) sandals, and, and anyways... I think I hurt some feelings. So if you're someone out there who likes to wear jeans and sneakers, yay for you. I'm okay with that. I'm more concerned that you're a happy, active person who is a good citizen and supports yourself and supports your family and it's kind to others. And you probably look totally hot and awesome in your running shoes and your sparkly dress or your suit. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me. But I feel like I hurt some feelings and I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I was poking fun at me. And don't we all have some of these rules? I mean, I have friends who are way more stylish than I am and way more fancy and way more rigid. And, oh, you know, the things I, my hair, I can do hair down. I can curl it. It's kind of half-assed curling because I'm not very skilled with curling iron. I can put it in a messy bun and a ponytail. And those are my hairdos. And I have great hair. And I say gray hair, it's the hair that you could do a lot of things with if you had some skills. 
which I do not. But I have some friends that are rigid. You got to do this with your hair and you got to do that. And I always feel like a hair failure. So I think I made, <laughs> made some people feel like a footwear failure. Don't feel like a footwear failure. I love you no matter what. As long as you are trying hard <laughs> and taking care of yourself and doing the right thing. And even when you're not, I love you. And that's to my next topic is it's been interesting over the past month. I mean, my within my training groups, not only the Hottie Body Challenge, but my fitness page. And believe it or not, I get about 30 private messages on mess on Messenger or Twitter or email every day from people asking for advice or talking over their issues. And I always do my best to respond to everybody as best as I can. But, um, but I always have tons and tons of success. People saying, oh my God, my weight is this or my size is this thing they share with me per- personally, which I love. The good news but it seems lately I've been seeing quite a few people saying things are hard and I've slid back. I regained 10 pounds or I haven't been working out like normal or I haven't been using my caloric budget. And so that happens. You know, if we look at the um, graph of your weight loss, rarely is it straight down. You know, no Norwegians are going to go skiing, snow skiing on your weight loss graph. And they're going to go up and down and up and down. It's a rocky, rocky terrain. And so I don't want you to feel like you have to be perfect or that you're an epic failure because you gained a few pounds back. Although we don't want you to gain the weight back. And you know, I mean, I don't want you to because that will make you sad and undo your efforts. But what I've been um, frustrated with, or, you know, I guess frustrated is a fair word, is that I feel sad that Those of you who have lost 10 to 12 pounds haven't reached out for help sooner. You know, I'm providing materials and resources and this most amazing community of people that are hell-bent on helping each other reach out sooner. If you gain three pounds, say, hey, I'm in a tailspin, help. Or when you gain five pounds because you're moving or or say you're, this has been the common story, I'm moving So I let my eating habits go to pot and I haven't been exercising. And I understand that sometimes when you're moving, especially maybe the workouts don't line up, but your eating habits should, and you know it's happening. So stop it before it gets too far. 10 pounds is a lot to have to relose. So just say something sooner. You know, again, you don't have to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I go back and forth those two pounds, sometimes three pounds, and then I, I slam on the brakes. But you have to do that quickly. Or you have a bigger mountain to reclimb, and that's no fun. So, so this is what I'm getting at: is scream for help quicker. Don't wait till you're halfway at the bottom of the sea before you yell for help. We won't think you're weird. We'll think you're wonderful. We will think this is a person who is taking responsibility for themselves. And you can get a, a accountability buddy. Say, hey, Rick, can you? Can we check in every night because I need someone to stay accountability? And you know what? We're doing weight loss or we're training for races or maybe we're doing both. Not everybody that I work with is trying to lose weight. But if you're trying to accomplish something and you've fallen back, you just don't wait till you're at near the bottom of the ocean to yell for help. We want to be able to help you sooner. And if you're training for the Marine Corps Marathon and life is getting out of hand and you're not putting in the time, ask for help. All of it, all of it matters and we can help. And again, I'm just one person. Sometimes I feel like I'm one person via one million people because of all the people I'm trying to help. 
but it's not just me anymore. There's an entire community of people who follow the exact formula for weight loss, who work out regularly. Some of you are doing the workouts I prescribe daily, and some of you are doing your own thing, but all of it, do you guys get the big picture? Support each other. You know, just, just don't let it go too long. And I've seen some great comeback stories too. Timothy Powell, I think he said he's gained a few pounds back, but he just kind of gets in a lull, and now he's like, I'm back, and I'm ready, gung-ho. And now Timothy Smiley Face is up on social media every day talking about his great workouts, and that really matters. Stacy Nyman, who has been the rock of consistency for so long, and she's lost so much weight. She has a little slide back, but she's moving forward, and she's brought her husband along, and he's doing great, and it means so much to see their sweaty, smiley faces. Um... Even though, you know, she went back, you know, drop, she regained a few pounds, but that's not stopping her. She's moving forward because she knows she can do better and she will do better. Just, you know, be reasonable with yourself. Keep moving forward. And speaking of the sweaty selfies, holy cow, you guys have been posting the most extraordinary sweaty selfies because you're out there working in the sunshine. It's extraordinary. Chad Warrick, wow, the sweatiest most fabulous pictures I've ever seen. Chad, I think, <laughs> I mean, I know he's out there working hard, but he could really be someone who just dives into a pool and comes out and is like, hey, I just worked out. And if his face wasn't so red from all the hard work he's done, you might have thought, dude, that guy just dumped in a pool. He couldn't have really sweat that much. But it's awesome. I love that you guys are going out and doing what it takes. Renee Rutledge, um, Terry Sellers. I'm trying to think. I mean, you guys have posted some epic sweaty selfies lately and it makes me sad that December will be here and the cold temperature will be here and you guys will be less red less sweaty but kudos because it's just an extra sign of your elite discipline and um you know your effort the effort you're willing to get really matters and speaking of Chad Warwick he posted a video it was an online video it's gone viral but of a guy deadlifting in a gym and as he lowers the weight he's lifting a lot of weight so he lifts it up and when he drops the weight it bounces a little bit it makes the sound and you know what it's not great gym at etiquette to be dropping weights but guess who does that <clears throat> me I drop them sometimes uh it just is what it is I'm really dropping 20 pound weights not 30 300 pound weights but either way this guy is it's a very minor offense what he's doing but some total a-hole from across the gym comes over, stomps on the bar he's trying to lift as he's mid-lift and screams at him to get out of the gym as though he's the, um, I don't know, Ted Bundy of that fitness center. It was just so awful to see this guy being attacked, both physically, not that he was being punched, but it was really, really mean-spirited. And um, my kids are going to the gym now. In fact, my son, I just bought him a membership. My ginger's, my daughter is not going to have a membership right now because she's so active with acting and cheerleading. She just won't have time to use it. But I would hate for my son to experience anything like that, even as a witness, because a gym is supposed to be a really nice place to be. It's supposed to be a place where everyone feels comfortable. And sadly, already people don't feel comfortable at the gym. They go in there and they're worried about doing the right thing or whether they look the part and, you know, is everybody staring at them? And I have to keep going over that again and again with my son to say, Parker, nobody's looking at you. 
He's he's a little tightly wound in there. I tell you, I'm so proud of him. He's making great progress, but he certainly thinks that there's 75,000 people with a telescope staring directly at him, um, critiquing every move he makes. That's just not the reality. Um, so I didn't. I, it made my blood boil. In fact, I got so mad at this bozo for being a mean mean guy to the deadlifter. Um, But I also want to ask you guys, remind you, go easy on people at the gym. Sure, there's a lot of bad habits. And we've actually done an episode on, you know, creepy gym habits. Uh, You know, wipe down your machines. But people are going to do things wrong. uh, But they're in there trying. I really give gym people the benefit of the doubt. I feel like, hey, they're here. They're working on themselves. And they're all right with me. You know, we could disagree completely on politics or footwear or whatever it is, but I think people that are out exercising deserve the benefit of the doubt. And I assume that since they're exercising, they're probably a little more relaxed than other people. Um, So just, yeah, remember, you're not perfect, or at least I'm not perfect. So go easy on the others. There will be the smelly guy. And I know this because I always have the smelly guy get on the treadmill next to me, directly next to me. And All I think is, well, good for him. He stinks. He's been working really hard. So I try to find the bright spot in every situation. But go, go easy on the folks. It's uh, with my son. We work, we strength train together. And there's a lady we see often and she's a screamer. She is, whoa, she is a, a weightlifting screamer. It almost sounds vulgar. But I tell Parker, I'm like, well, that's it's okay to make noise while you exercise. And um, she's getting a good workout, isn't she? He just looks at me thinking, oh, my God, Mom, that's so bad. But it is okay. It is okay. Oh, and here's the other thing at the gym. I love the really elderly people at the gym. Again, I love all the people. But um, many of you have seen Billy Bob Sykes, who... Uh, voluntarily works at my gym, and she's so cute. She's 92, and we're BFF. She's just the sweetest thing. If you haven't seen a Billy Bob video, go to Fitness page on Facebook and just look at the video section. You'll stumble across her videos. We've probably shot about half a dozen together, and she's adorable. But I've been in this situation a few times in the past few weeks in the locker room um, helping older women who are struggling to get in and out of their changing rooms. And um, one woman, it was, I think about a month ago, but she, poor girl, she had a wrap around her, or a towel underneath her arms. I guess she had just taken a shower or just had done swimming. And uh, so you know how ladies, you, you wrap the towel around your chest and then you hook one side over and it's supposed to stay. Well, she's got her stuff and she has a walker And the poor thing had had a um, mastectomy. And so the towel wasn't staying up. And she was desperately trying to protect her dignity and move forward and bring her stuff. And I felt like I I was walking by. I didn't let more than a few seconds go before I decided to jump in. But I said, can I help you? Are you trying to get your stuff in in the room? And so I gathered her bag and I brought it into the changing room and, um, you know, helped her with a few other things, shut the door. I waited for her to change to help her come out. But... There's going to be people in there who need the extra help. And all I was thinking, and in fact, I was telling her is, you're so gritty. You know, she was mortified. You could tell she was very embarrassed and she didn't want the towel to slip. And um, I just thought, wow, what a hero. She's got all of these obstacles 
and she's still in here doing something. So she was so cool. And then the other day, I left the restroom, and I ended up using the uh, big disabled bathroom because that was the only one unlocked. And when I came out, there was an elderly woman coming in with a walker. So I let her in. I held the door, and she walked in. She was very sweet. And then I went to my car and realized I left my cell phone in that bathroom. So I had to go back to the bathroom and wait. And I don't know what took her so long, but it was a long time. And she came out and... uh she said, oh, what are you doing? And I said, well, I left my cell phone in here. She felt very bad that she made me wait. And I said, no, no, no. Patience is my virtue. And I left it behind. That was probably the price I had to pay for being clumsy. But she said, well, I am 92. And I said, oh, my gosh, 92? You look 20 years younger. She said, the secret to living long and looking great is exercise almost every day. Don't smoke. And only have alcohol once in a while. And I thought, well, I can do that. And of course, that's a life I live anyways. But she was sweet. And she was beautiful. And I hope with all of my heart that I get to be 92 in the gym. And How cool is that, right? I mean, 92 hitting the gym. So, you know, be that person. Look around the gym. Look at all the people that are struggling or who are less than you. You know, I... Again, I tell my son, nobody's looking at you, but sometimes it's important to look around and then you realize how good you have it. You know, then you realize maybe things are not so bad for me or maybe I'm not so weird here. You know, be the success story. We're all watching these constant videos and, you know, social media, we're going to do a little talk about that someday soon because with fitness, there's some goods and some bads, but, you know, we watch all of these inspiring videos how do you become that story, that story worth telling? You know, what are you doing today to be great? And I, I don't care if you're working on being a great dad or a great child to your parents or a great employee or a great employer or a great fitness person, but what are you doing to create a life that someone were to make a video, an inspiring video? Do you have an inspiring video that could be made about you? I hope so. If not, think about what you would like that inspiring video to look like. You could go be that. You know, you, you don't have to make the whole video touting yourself and how great you are. Um, but you could. Are you living that life? And that's something that I don't think I can remind you of too much is, you know, who do you want to be? What are you doing to become that person? Because like, I like who I am today, but I'm certainly not satisfied. I'm moving in a direction quite aggressively sometimes, and that's what makes me happy. So I hope you're moving towards the person you want to become. doesn't matter how old you are. There's always a better version of you. There's always more success in some category. So pick it and do it. You got you to gotta think about it. You got to know what that success story looks like before you make it happen. And we all have our obstacles. It just is what it is. But you got to move forward. Um, moving forward, I have seen a bunch of you do better this summer. I've seen lots of lots of new activities, lots of fun being had. I have got Jennifer Paradini, who just posted a picture she did on vacation. She did kayaking, stand-up paddleboarding, cycling, hiking. She went out and had that active adventure I'm always asking you guys to have. She did it. Carol DeYoung just tried stand-up paddleboarding. Jennifer Hall 
She just left California. She was sadly there only temporary for a couple of years, but she's back living on the East Coast. And she posted a picture that she found her new version of the ocean view. And it looked like a waterfall. And there were some little pipes coming out of the ground. I think they were for bike racks, but she was using them to do strength training. And so, so many of you are building the outdoor adventure or trying new things. And that goes a long way to helping you stick with your fitness plan because you enjoy it. And then Cindy Gibson, who is crazy race machine, I don't know how she does, but she just posted Azuki bean spaghetti. She said it's delicious. So Azuki beans, I don't even know what they are. But I'm inspired to go try it. I'm a big fan of the spaghetti squash. So I feel like adzuki beans are probably high in protein. And if they resemble pasta and probably are much lower in calories, that could be a good thing. In fact, I think it's, um, they call it zboodles with a Z, zboodles at my grocery store. They're making spiral uh, strands of zucchini. And other vegetables. So go into your produce section and see what they're whipping up. There's a lot of things now that are being made to recreate the experience of having pasta without all of the calories and the carbs, the starchy carbs. So be adventurous, not only outdoors, but be adventurous with your food choices. And then I love how so many of you are dragging your families along and getting them involved. Like I said, Stacy Nyman brought her uh, family out. I've seen Matt with his kids. I've seen Kelly Campbell with her kids. Uh, lots of you bringing the children out. Jennifer Brighton, do more. Jenny Messick, she does more. Michael Jones, he does more. He works out with his daughter, and now he's running all the races with his American flag. I mean, this is a guy who could be a role model in every category, and I really appreciate. And speaking of really appreciate... All the people that have taken up on the Hottie Body Challenge to contribute means so much to me. So again, sometimes I feel like it's me versus 2000, and it's in the best way possible. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you how much I love every one of the people that I'm working with. Again, some people are in that Hottie Body Fitness Challenge. Some people I just, you know, we interact on Twitter or on the other Facebook pages or on, in other formats. And I want more of you because I want to help as many as possible. But on occasion, uh, I become deluded. And I have a lot to do. I've got the Morning Mile program. I'm doing race announcing at the podcast. There's a lot of things going on. And so like all prosperous organizations, I feel like I finally have a team. You know, you all act like a team and a family as you care for each other. But I feel like I've got lieutenants now. I've got Michael Jones, I've got Christine Cookson, I've got Nicole Vargas, Sarah Propiel, the Stefaniacs. I've got so many of you who are leaders. You're actual leaders. You understand the formula and you help people with that. You help people manage their caloric budget. There's many of you that are posting the daily workout graphics. It just means a lot. It means a lot. And I always operate professionally. So as a person, you know, I, there's not a second I would ever trade with my kids forever and ever and ever. I couldn't even think of not being around for them. But professionally, I feel like my hope is to leave something, leave enough so that if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, you guys would know what to do, right? I've left you enough resources so you can learn how to eat healthy and maintain that for life. I've left you resources for exercising properly, how to create your own routine, or just giving you specific workouts and said, here. <laughs> do this. So it means a lot to me that 
Um, I've created something that can continue on and it helps so much that I now have lieutenants. I have a team of people that continue to push the issue and help push others towards success. It just, you know, I could go on forever gushing about you all, but it's pretty impressive stuff. So coming on in the future, I mean, golly, I'd like all of you who have a successful story to share, uh, to be a guest on this podcast, because I really think it helps to have other people talking about their own success that makes it very realistic and doable when you hear about how other people have accomplished things. But Timothy Powell will be on the show. Carla Anna Hodling is going to come on the podcast and talk about her trip to Denmark as a triathlete representing the United States. So we have a lot of fun stuff coming in the future. I'm waiting for everybody to tell me when they're free. Fitness show. We've got a lot to talk about and I will continue to work to be consistent. (laughs) It gets hard sometimes, but I'm going to fight to make noise for you because it's what I love to do. So on behalf of my sleepy dog Piper, who's lying in my lap right now, and I, folks, I love you very much. If you haven't already done so, follow me at Fitsness on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc. If you haven't visited fitness.com, please do. If you would like to get your favorite kids moving in the morning before school, please visit morningmile.com. And other than that, it's time to get to work. Bye, team. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to gift the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.